I mean, because I always kind of liked Hunter, mm-hmm. but I always thought Fred Dreyer was a pretty decent actor, man. He was like the TV version of Eastwood. <laughs> In the garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Woff. Ooh, kickstart for July 21st or 20th or whatever the fuck 20th. it is. What is today? The 20th, right? It's the 20th. Today's the 20th. I think the excitement in saying the 21st is because I think the majority of what we have to talk about is stuff that comes out tomorrow. And yeah, it's all right. Absolutely. Finally. And because today is July 20th, we're exactly 11 days finally from unhinged opening. Gosh, dude, because at this point, what's it been? It's been... Well, it was supposed to be out the first. 19 days since it was originally supposed to come out. Right. And it was ambitious because at that point, we all thought that if movie theaters were going to be reopening, not drive-ins necessarily, but walk-in theaters are going to be reopening, that was going to be right around the end of June. So it was timed well, but that didn't come to fruition, right? So It did not. And it got bumped to the 10th. And even when you and I were talking, starting to talk about it being on the 10th, I had known it had gotten bumped to the 31st and until you, you informed me in that moment. I'm like going, what the fuck? It was so weird because there were so many, um, there were so many moments that were already out there. Like the whole crossover thing with NASCAR, you can't just change it because your, because your movie date changed. <laughs> you still, well, you're, you're tied to that, man. There's promotional things involved in that. So. Yep. So anyway, it's coming out. Been, uh, it's coming out. A week from Friday. And that's yeah. fucking crazy, dude. It's finally here. Finally. Uh, yeah, man. It's uh, It's been weird. It's been like, you know, well, I think it's, you know, they're all, all those movies are tethered together. I really like to Tenet. So every time Tenet moves, everything else moves. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, man. But the 31st uh, in theaters, in drive-ins, everywhere. Everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm taking Joey to see it on that Friday, as long as I'm not working. <laughs> the way things are going right now, God, who knows? Um, but yeah, dude, I'm super excited to see it. And I ended up having a, a little dream about it last night of taking Joey to see the movie. And the thing is, I'm curious at what they're going to show with it. Because, you know, we're going to go see it at the Tiki because that's what you do. But um, the the um, what I've been seeing with their double bills, I mean, they're double billing like their nostalgic stuff, like Goonies and Ghostbusters is together right now. And I and Gremlins is oddly paired with Wonder Woman right now. I think it would be even cooler if it was like Linda Carter, like TV movie version of Wonder Woman, but it's not. It's the Gal Gadot from a few years ago. But like Relic and The Lodge is shown together and Palm Springs and Archive are shown together. So it's going to be something fairly current for the yeah, I would think unhinged. So hope I mean it'd be cool if it was something you know like falling down or or something that kind of similarly you know themed, but that's probably not going to be the case since it is a brand new release. Or race with the devil, <laughs> race with the devil. It's like a drive angry, drive angry, drive angry. I mean, isn't that kind of like exactly what's happening? They're driving angry. Yeah, everybody for, drives angry. Except don't they? for you know, uh, you know, he's not coming from hell. Oops, did I spoil something for somebody? Man, if you haven't seen Drive Angry yet, 
and you are a fan of this show, then then you're new to the show. <laughs> yeah, right? Come on. <laughs> Maybe they thought you were talking about family. Ghost Rider. Yeah. Oh, Ghost Rider. I love the Ghost second Riders. one. I love the second one as much as I love the first one. Oh, I don't hate them. They're fun. I mean, they're, you know, yeah. they're whatever. I mean, I saw, I don't think I saw it in theaters, but I saw one on a plane, oddly enough. Uh, maybe the second one. Yeah. Um, but the first one I saw, I think I saw the first one. I think, I think my brother loaned it to me because he bought it. And then he's like, you can keep it. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blind buy. You think you're going to be okay. And you're, you're not. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so you're going to hear us ad nauseum between the 31st and probably a bunch after that. Um, yeah. So it's like an unhinged. Unhinged. The 31st, check your local listings. Obviously, if you got a, don't have a drive in there, it's going to be a little difficult. And I don't see walk-ins opening anytime between now and 11. Nah, days from now. I don't think so. No. So that's it. That's what, so go see it. Gosh darn it. <laughs> go check it out. Damn it. Also starting this Thursday, we are starting a new director series and we're going to kick it off this weekend. It's going to be a four, four episode arc, if you will. And we're starting off with writer, director, Walter Hill. Walter Hill. It's a, it's a big behemoth of a director to start with, but you know what? We swing for the fences here and he's done, done so much of the stuff that we grew up watching and kind of shaped our, uh, shaped our vocabulary as far as cinema goes. And here's one thing we promised. If there will be no 48 hours, and there also and there'll be, be no streets of fire. There you go. Because I don't think I'd be able to do it without singing. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> why we're not doing it. No. Uh <laughs> <laughs> we've already recorded two episodes. Um, basically what happened was, and this is gonna be how the series works for us. We're gonna record two episodes chosen by me and two episodes chosen by you. And so far now we've done one each. It just kind of worked out that way. And, and yeah. it's, they were both fun. Um, and, the, you know, we're going to start off with with one of your choices. And you'll find out what that is on Thursday. You're gonna, yeah. You're, we're going to plug this every Monday leading up to it. But we want to have a little bit of surprise, at least from the point where you grab your, your phone or your iPad or your laptop and click open and you see the title. We're not going to tell you until then. Yeah, I mean the guy. He's there's such a catalog, man. It was it was too. It was tough choosing just two for yeah. sure. Yeah, there was one point too where I'm like, I, I we're we both consciously said we're not going to cover those two big ones, and no different than our, our position about like Lethal Weapon. But I mean, for but Streets of Fire for you is like Die Hard for me. You know, yep. <laughs> it's that. It's like that, that movie is like, there's no point in talking about it because you can start your own podcast just talking about streets and I can do one just talking about Die Hard. And yeah. And who wants to hear that? <laughs> I mean, not, you know, it might be fun for 15 minutes, but do you, do you really want to hear me sing <laughs> the like soundtrack be, for Streets of Fire? Not going to be fun for anybody but us. <laughs> yes, totally. So, uh, yeah, man. Um, but yeah, that's coming up. I think it's going to be good. Um, I think you guys will love you're going to get, I think you're going to dig with the choices we have made. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, dropping that first one on Thursday. Right. And the cool thing is, is that when we were looking at his catalog, we, I just chose two and you chose two and they somehow spread pretty well out for the, the chronology of his filmography. They kind of, it goes out pretty well and, and, and they're not super tight together as far as, well, that's not necessarily true. But there's more, more, more important thing is that it's, there's a strong variety there of his work and 
I have a hard time thinking that you that the audience hasn't seen at least one of those four movies. I can't believe that they wouldn't see, but I anticipate them seeing at least have not seen at least one of them, probably two of them. Yeah, I would guess. And uh, that's good. That's what we want. We want to do. We want to share stuff that we love, especially things you haven't seen before. It's fun to sing along when you know the song, but sometimes it's better to be introduced to it and get enveloped in in something that kicks ass and it's new to you. So yeah. I haven't seen all of his work, you know? I mean, I'm not talking about the last couple of movies we, we just spoke about briefly, but it doesn't matter to me, man. It's like I, I his stuff always resonates with me, and it's it always works. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that starts on Thursday, the 23rd. That is correct. Thursday, the 23rd. And just keeps going. I'm going to go right at it because we've, we've been recording a lot lately and, and just kind of banging things through because we've got the unknown coming, you know, the unknown of... Uh, increased work for me and and the unknown of Hugh actually going to work again. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, who knows, man. So tomorrow and the continuing series from Paramount Presents, Airplane is finally getting coming out. And like I mentioned before, man, if it's anything like that Pretty in Pink one that came out, they're going to really do some justice for Airplane. And if I was watching it on Netflix the other day, because I was excited about the release coming out this week, the picture quality on that transfer is so gorgeous. And I'm like, if it looks this good on the streaming, I got to think they're pulling it from like a, you know, a, an updated rip. Um, I'm not saying it's as good as this one, but again, the big pluses for these Paramount Presents releases is the whole package and not just the movie. And it is, again, I'm very excited about tomorrow just for this. And it, it's, the movie is fucking iconic. I know you, we've talked about it here and there. Surely you jest. No, I'm serious. And don't call me Shirley. Dude, I was recalling when I was watching this um, the other day, seeing the trailer for this in the movie theater um, when I was seeing Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And it was, wasn't your normal 90 second trailer. It was long. It was like two and a half minutes of sight gags. That's all it was. It had boobs it, in it. Yeah. And it was like, everybody's mind was blown. It was, it was so long. It felt like a, it felt like a short film. Like it was like a, one of those little, you know, live action cartoons, the beginning of a movie that we actually used to get back in the day. Remember that when we used to get like short films and cartoons before yeah, we started? Absolutely. Yeah. I missed my introduction to like those long form Popeyes. Dude, those Popeyes are so great. We have, Ali you, Baba. you mentioned last week briefly about, about the, the Warner archive sale and the, the entire Popeye series. There's like three of them on there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And there, I mean, I own all three of those and on DVD and the DVDs are phenomenal. So again, yeah, if you, me too. If you to, for $33 to get all three sets of that in HD, I, I got to think it's, if it's the pictures better than, than that, all the better. Also something to point out too, when it comes to Blu-rays and DVDs, the shelf life of DVDs, cause they were pushed out so quickly back in the day they deteriorate pretty quickly. And, you know, after seven or eight years, you'll look at them, you'll see the metal flaking off the bottom of it. Blu-rays don't have that issue. They're just, they're just created differently. And um, that that's something to consider. Like if you don't think it's worth 11 bucks to upgrade on something, it might be for the longevity is, is just, look, I get the, I have to get the next format, whether it's better or not. As long as it's just as good, you're thinking about the preservation of still having a disc you can play. But that's another reason why I rip my movies when I get them and put them on my server. It's kind of like back in the day when we get LPs and put them on tape <laughs> so we could take yeah, them with absolutely. us. 
There's a thing again, tape, T-A-P-E. That's a thing we used to, never mind. I'm not doing that. It's a movie with Ethan Hawke. <laughs> it is. But speaking of tape, tape heads, if you've ever seen tape heads, fuck, hmm. you're missing out. I feel for you if you haven't seen tape heads. Tape heads. Oh my gosh. You want to see Tim Robbins? Like, okay. The extension of Howard the Duck, how Tim Robbins was in Howard the Duck, that's how Tim Robbins is in tape heads. And, and John Cusack, dude, fuck, man. Seriously, how are you? I'm getting angry for no reason. If you haven't seen tape heads, yeah, you're depriving yourself. I'm not going to get mad about it. You're just, you're depriving yourself. That's it. Yeah, yeah man. See tape heads. Tape Seek heads. it out. Seek, Seek it, it out. out. See, that's more important than airplane because you've seen airplane. <laughs> but you're going to see it again. Yeah. If you're lucky and buy it tomorrow. That's right. I'm, I'm very excited for that. I, I, you know, it's the weird, selfish part of me. I would hope that one of the extras on the disc, which I know it's not, but wouldn't it be great if they just did Airplane 2 <laughs> on there as an extra? I know it's not as good, but it's still fun, man. I mean, the funniest parts of Airplane 2, so that's like half the movie. Yeah. I mean, Something yeah. Like yeah, look, Airplane 2 is still better than a lot of other movies, part one. Right. And you want the one or two, if they would have just kept them involved in it, kept the guys involved in it, how much better it would have been. Yeah, but they, you know, they, they they just bought those guys out. And I think they said, look, dudes, you guys can make top secret, but we're going to make a sequel to Airplane. It's $19.99, yeah, you know, which is a sale price because I think it's like, I think it lists for like 30. I think the whole, Ooh, no uh, shit. yeah, I think the whole series lists for 30 and $19.99 is the cheapest I've seen any of these releases in which surprised me because this is probably one of the lesser, um, this is probably one of those titles in the series so far. It's going to probably sell the least amount. Because, I mean, they're going to sell a shit ton of Ghost, and they're going to sell a lot of Braveheart. And, and like we discussed before, dude, Pretty and Pink can't keep, they can't keep that fucker in stock. It sells quickly, and it's still, and it's going for 22 23 bucks. Airplane, dude. And it's like, there's, unfortunately, not all of the extras are listed. It's pretty substantial. I've, I've yet to see the back of the item. Like, on, on, uh, on Amazon, they don't show the back of it, so you can kind of, like, zoom in and look at the details, but. Anyway, dude, the airplane's classic. And again, if the image is anything like what they currently have on streaming, if probably better than that, then yeah, man, you got to get it. Because I don't own it anymore. I, it, it was part of my DVDs that I ended up giving away to donate to the library. I don't have it anymore. And like for some reason, it, I, I made a mental note that I, I had upgraded it to Blu-ray and I never did. But airplane, tomorrow, get that shit. Yeah. July 21st. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jump in right up. Uh, a couple of releases from Kino Lorber, uh, which, you know, things I saw as a kid, like uh, we used to get dropped like at a, a retro theater and we'd go see like on Saturday afternoons, they'd play things like The Arabian Nights, mm. Walter Wanger's The Arabian Nights with uh, John Hall, Maria Montez and Sabu. Uh, but these are being released tomorrow. This is from 1942. It's 86 minutes, but these are big, fun, like kind of weird adventure movies. Like I used to love stuff like this. Kim was another one. But Arabian Nights and Alibaba and the 40 Thieves are both being released tomorrow, uh, courtesy of our good friends at Kino. I think they're selling for $17.99 from Kino. Same from Amazon, but man, you know, if you, you know, if you want to support Kino, just go buy them from Kino. Yep. Uh, the only thing about Amazon is you get free shipping. So, yeah. you know, if that's a deciding factor. Right. And that's the thing. That's something to consider too. Anytime you're buying any of these titles and they're not from big studios, they're from the Kinos and well, 
I guess Twilight's going to continue their name, right? Um, from Shout. Yeah, you can find these things at Amazon. You can find them at Best Buy. But do yourself a favor. Every single one you buy from Best Buy or from any of you buy from the box stores or Amazon, the folks that are getting the money at Aquino and those companies, they're only getting like 4 or $5, if that much, per title. You buy them for $17.99, they're getting the whole lot of that. Now, you may not think that like, well, I got better things to do with my money. Mike, look, if you're spending $18 on a movie anyway, yeah, just buy it that way. Totally. You're paying a premium of a few bucks to have it shipped. If you buy enough, you're not going to pay get paid for uh, charge for shipping anyway. Yeah. This is no different than if you're buying directly from an artist or or supporting an artist through Bandcamp. If you want to see your artist continue to flourish, especially in the world now, I mean, this was a, this was the case a year ago. This is the case four months ago. The way you're only going to be able to support the kind of stuff that you love that's not studio fare, the independent cinema and independent movies. I'm sorry, yeah, movies and independent um, musical artists. You, this is it, man. This is how you support them by direct when you can. Yep. So Maria Montez and John Hall are also, they reunited for Alibaba. They shot a few of these pictures, but these are the two best ones uh, as I remember them from a, as being a kid. Uh, but they've, they've all got new transfers. Um, I can't wait to check them out because I'm sure they're going to be amazing. I mean, these are just big sort of adventure movies. These are kind of like, you know, when we were kids and we saw Raiders of the Lost Ark for the first time. I mean, these, you know, these what kids in the 40s, they got these and they're, they're pretty fantastic. They're a little goofy, you know, by today's standards, uh, I'm sure. But uh, they're fun, man. I, I can't wait to see them. The colors are amazing. So those are being released tomorrow from Kino. Uh, I'm just going to quickly jump into one more and then you, I'm going to give it back to you for a second while I prepare my last things to talk about, <laughs> but I'm not sure how familiar you are with Scorpion releasing, but I love Scorpion. They, they release really odd, hard to find titles that you may have never heard of unless you worked in a video store and you remember things. Uh, tomorrow they are releasing 1986's Torment. Ooh. It's directed by Samson Aslanian and John Hopkins. Uh, they wrote the film together. Uh, it stars Taylor Gilbert, William Witt, Eve Brenner, Warren Lincoln, and Najine Cherry. And you might say, who the hell are any of those people? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, check out this movie. I remember seeing it. it. It was released. I remember getting it around the same time that we – that. Um, the morning after the Sydney Lumet film with Jeff Bridges and uh, Jane Fonda, but it, it's a nice kind of weird little noir horror thriller uh, that might have flown under the radar. I mean, it probably did fly under the radar because uh, I was shocked. I almost, my jaw dropped when I saw that it was being released tomorrow. Um, but I would definitely say, you know, if you can find a place to rent this, you know, to see how you like it. But I mean, I'm probably going to pick it up at some point. I'm, I'm dog earing it for when the world turns back so that I remember to buy this, but it's a fun little thriller. It's a throwback to, you know, the forties, fifties run done retro eighties style, right. <laughs> right in the middle of the eighties. So, you know, you'll get, uh, you'll get things that you didn't get in the forties, like maybe some nudity and some, uh, neon and all, all things that are good. Water, neon, nudity, you know, it's, it's mean spirited little, picture um and you know man bless scorpion for putting this out because i hadn't even thought about this movie until i saw this picture so check it out torment scorpion releasing check out some of scorpion's other titles they got some really fun stuff yeah there's so many things in here again just like you're talking about i forgot about this movie until blah 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 that's what i'm looking at right now Ator the fighting eagle <laughs> 
Dude, I remember hearing about this movie and, and reading about it. And one of like, I can't think it was Starlog or something like that. And it stars Miles O'Keefe and he's all like fully thawed out in the beginning yeah. on the cover. Dude, yeah. It's like, it's ridiculous looking. I'm like, that's not Miles O'Keefe. What the hell is this? This is the one of those smaller. I mean, when you say when we say boutique titles, and we're talking about about Shout and and Twilight, this is like below that. They're carrying they're, they're carrying titles that not only you didn't think were never going to hit video, you've never heard of them. <laughs> and, yeah, totally. And it's, but as soon as I, if you said Outro the Fighting Eagle, I'm like, what are you talking about? But then I see the cover, I'm like, I remember seeing yep. that. Same thing with Torment. Yeah. That cover. Now, keep in mind that uh, uh, scorpionreleasing.com is the site, and they're very small, and they're not very well kept as far as their online presence. You could They have a Facebook page as well. But, do they have everything, man. They have joysticks, dude. They have yeah, exactly. fucking That's how I discovered joysticks. Scorpion was I bought joysticks. Yeah. Savage Streets. I mean, dude. They've got some fun stuff, man. Good stuff on there. And they have a mixed bag. Sometimes it's, it's you know, it's conti- you know, considered midnight, you know, midnight specials, cult classics kind of thing. But they have some docs, but they also have family stuff too, surprisingly. And when you see with some of the family stuff, you're like, what is that crap? When you see a movie called Dog Pound Shuffle with David Soul and Ron Moody. Yeah, man, I'm in. <laughs> I'm totally there. But dude, even a movie like this has an audio commentary from the director. Come on, dude. Yeah, man, totally. No, that's what I'm saying. They, 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 they've got some really fun stuff. I think they're, I think they either put it out already or it's coming out soon is they're doing alone with McQuaid. They're doing the gates of hell, uh, Charles Bronson, the mechanic, uh, you know, David Carradine, POW, the escape, David Carradine even jumped into the 1980s Vietnam. Uh, let's go back and get our guys movies with the fabulous POW, the escape, which nobody saw. Um, <laughs> I remember the box, um, because it, we laughed at it when it, we, we had to put it out for rent. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're just, um, they're, they're a small, real small, like grindhouse kind of, uh, company, but they put out some really fun shit. And, right. and this is, this is a good, this is a good title torment. Again, you're not going to recognize anybody in this movie, but it doesn't matter because the movie's good. Yeah. I like it. And you know, it's something I'll pick up eventually. They have death ship. <laughs> With no. Richard Crenna and George Kennedy. Dude, no joke, man. They have a 60 by 9 anamorphic 178 format, right? That they that they struck from the interpo- from the original interpositive. I'm like, dude, these guys don't fuck around. No. They have isolated music track, which includes a three-track mag sound. And that's OG, man. That's serious. I was worried that joysticks was going to look like a VHS copy. And it, it, it does in part, you know, there's a little imperfections, but they, the, the, but the, it's really clean. I'd never seen it look this good. And there's something else too that's, that's very common throughout their releases. Region zero. That's region free people. Yep. <laughs> so exactly. just keep that in mind. So those of you that don't have region free players, then double check it because they're not all like that. And, uh, but, but a lot of times here, some of these are only on DVD, but some of them are, have a Blu-ray counterpart available. And again, this is, you're going to find yourself if you have a, gosh, if you're lucky enough to have something like a cinephile, like we do have, like we have here near us in town, um, you're not going to get a chance to see most of this stuff unless you buy it. And again, buying is the way to support these guys to keep things going because Scorpion releasing is only known by, uh, really known by the collection community. And if you're not collecting, then you're not aware of it. So hopefully we can amplify that a little bit. Scorpionreleasing.com, damn it. Yep. Check it out. You won't be sorry. 
You'll find something. I guarantee you'll it. find something. Yeah. I, I mean, I might recalibrate my order for uh Warner archive and slide some money over to Scorpion. Cause that death ship thing is calling out to me. Yeah, man. I, like I said, torment is something that uh, I eventually will have. It's that good. Last week, Paramount put out Clueless. Now, not in part of the Paramount Presents. It's just a simple, quote-unquote, simple 25th anniversary release of Clueless. Now, I've seen that release since uh, it came out, and it's phenomenal. But I was waiting for the Steelbook because the Steelbook, and I'm not usually sold on Steelbooks for the sake of them, for them being Steelbook. It's still the same fucking movie that came out Tuesday. But do you not agree that the cover is like some of the best art I've seen from any major studio release oh yeah if you haven't seen it just i'll, I'll put the link to it in, in on the amazon link to it in show notes but it's it's super crazy it's a it's just a simple form it is it's Elise overstone in her you know in her typical share outfit super yellow and the rest of the cover just blends in that same um, the color of her, her outfit. It just, it's really fucking cool. It's again, you know, that's something you usually see like in a boutique release. Surprisingly that they really made some effort on that. It's unusual though. I, I, I thought that was funny that they didn't, they didn't include that right. As part of the Paramount presents releases. Yeah. It's, it is kind of weird, right? I mean, it's, you, you would think because isn't it the, uh, is it the 25th anniversary? Yeah. 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 I mean, why wouldn't you? Why I mean, wouldn't you? It's weird, man. It's funny because it's directed by Amy Heckerling. I just uh, watched all three of Amy Heckerling. Not all three of, but like she's only did three movies. But I watched her three, you know, probably most well-known titles over the last week. And not really had planned to do it. Just it kind of happened that way. Right. Uh, because I watched Clueless for the first time, which I think I had said before. I'd never seen it. Uh, I remember the this, this series, but I'd, I'd never seen the movie. I just kind of thought, uh, and I own the soundtrack. I've owned the soundtrack since it came out. Uh, but I just didn't see the movie because I was like, eh, you know, it, at the time I was like 25 and I probably just was like, mm, whatever. I mean, it came and it went. Right. But so watching it for the first time, I loved it. Thought it was great. And then I went back and revisited Fast Times at Ridgemont High last weekend, <sighs> which I have to say, man, what a great movie. Yeah. I mean, it's totally iconic. I, I want to say it, 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 that and American Graffiti are the two best uses of needle drops and uh, using songs as source music, not just laying it over what's happening right. <laughs> and blaring that, you know, at the top of its uh, blaring it at 10. And then I watched European Vacation, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, was weird because, I mean, I think that she landed that job probably on the strength of uh fast times and i don't remember if she had done johnny dangerously before this or after and they had all the money in the world but man what a mixed bag uh european vacation is i mean there's some funny moments but there are a lot of lead balloons in that dude man it just you know there are things that are that are mildly amusing and they did make me laugh out loud but, uh, you know, Amy, ha- you know, it's funny. I, she's not heralded as much as you would imagine. She also directed Loser, which I don't really remember it being a big hit. So Jason Biggs after yeah, American Pie, after right? American I mean, Pie. kind of, yeah. And I remember Johnny Dangerously, which I, the, you know, when I was 15, 16 years old, I loved Johnny Dangerously, Fargan Ice Holes. Yeah. Yeah, I've talked about that before. It's like, because Beverly Hills Cop was sold out. It's the only reason I saw it in the theater. Right. It's like, it, it, I got a detour because it's like, well, we need to see something. We're here. Our parents dropped us off, man. We got to see something. Barely Hills Cop was sold out. And we walked in dangerously and like laughed our ass off, man. Fuck, the movie's so yeah, funny. Yeah, totally. 
I just wanted to say, I, I just think Amy is a, a director who probably doesn't get as much credit as she should. Uh, I mean, I just on the strength of Fast Times, Clueless, and, you know, her other sort of minor hits. She's, she's you know, she made a lot of uh, movies that, uh, that kind of shaped, uh, shaped our childhoods and, you know, into adult life. <laughs> yeah. And then something else too. And, I, and she, lo- she knows music, man. Right. Um, what was the thing that I saw? I Could Never Be Your Woman. It's Michelle Pfeiffer and Paul Rudd. And I think this is, the, I'm pretty sure about this. This is the one where they, where she's a, like the showrunner on a TV show, right? I think so. Yeah. And I think he's, and I think Paul Rudd plays an actor on it. Uh, and then here's the thing about that. You, you get Paul Rudd in a movie like this and you think Paul Rudd in 2007, right? I do this movie completely missed me. I saw it on cable probably a year after it came out. And this is, you know, it's a reunion because he, Paul Rudd is in Clueless. And you forget that he's in that because you think the dude's our age. But the dude's figure out, he, he found the fountain of youth somewhere, dude. Because that dude looks exactly the fucking same as he did in 95, which is completely bizarre to me. Right. But even this is, this is a lovely movie too. This is something, she has a phenomenal voice. You can watch a movie because right, dude, I'm watching this movie and I'm like, this feels like a heckling movie and I'm pausing it. And then I go on IMDb and sure enough, I'm like, how did I not hear about this movie? And it's not like, it's not like Paul Rudd wasn't anybody in 2007 when it came out. People knew where he was. Yeah. No, had he done like uh Anchorman? He, well, yeah, but he was also in the, what's the movie with role models? Um, yeah. You know, that was in the, that was kind that was of 2008, like, you know, 2009. When he, when he, when he, yeah. When he blew up. I mean, yeah. And he didn't just, I mean, he got this part because he knows Amy, obviously, because they did the movie 12 years yeah, before this. Clues, sure. This movie is beautiful too. But yeah, she has, she's got a, a, a track record that I think deserves more attention than, than, and, and for people like us who are fans of hers, for, for that, for a movie like just to get by you is, just uh, that's a fault of the people that made it. That's you know, yeah, for sure. Um, I was going to say you're absolutely right about the steel book, though. This, I mean, the cover, the the, the cover. Uh, I mean, I think if I pick it up, I will pick up the steel book because it's the same. You said it's the same. You see, it's the same as the yeah. one you picked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll probably go for the steel book. I'm a I'm a sucker for the artwork on these things sometimes. And yeah, and those of you that know that I'm a, a massive art collector of you know alternative movie prints. If they made an alternative movie print of this with that coat, that whole key art that they use on that steel book, I'd be all over that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Um, I talked about mythic quest before it's an, it's an Apple TV plus show. The, it's the folks from always sunny in Philadelphia and it's super, super funny, but what completely missed me just like the, the Amy Heckering movie we were just referring to, they did a quarantine episode in late May and I wasn't aware of it. It's all done like a big zoom session of sorts because they're under, you know, they're the whole premise of the show is that they're a game developer and they've created this giant game and they're always doing updates for it, not unlike World of Warcraft and that kind of thing. They do this whole thing like they're having a business meeting and like it's fucking funny. It's so fu- it's it's probably as funny as anything they did in the show and they did it the way they did it and it's beautiful. Now it doesn't look shitty like Zoom sessions you've seen. They actually have legit cameras. It's just the premise is like a Zoom session. Huh. And it's super, super funny. And again, if you've already got Apple TV Plus, fucking, it's, it's just sitting there waiting for you. If you haven't watched it all yet, they add the the quarantine episode as an episode ten. So they don't even like they don't even isolate it. It's part of season one technically. So there you go. Nice Mythic Quest from the wonderful folks of uh, Always Sunny. 
so my last, uh, well, I got two things. I'm going to give you Better Off Dead. Uh, Steelbook. Oh. Yeah. Uh, FYE for your entertainment. Mm-hmm. Ex- exclusive. Exclusive Steelbook from FYE. How crazy, right? It's Paramount Pictures right. still, but FYE has the exclusive on the steelbook blu-ray release uh you know this is everybody knows better off dead i i don't know that it had been on blu-ray before i don't remember ever i i think i i still own like the dvd that came out you know back in like 2000 um which you know might be a nice chance here to upgrade to this steelbook because again it has a really fun uh art cover on it um who doesn't like better off dead man I was yeah. shocked that it wasn't receiving more fanfare <laughs> as a release. Um, I kind of came across it almost by accident. It, ha- it has seen the light of day before. It has been out on Blu-ray. I own the Blu-ray. Gotcha. That's how we introduced it to Joey, but not in a package like this. And they're still being, I think what's kind of bumming me out is they're still being super secretive about the extras yep, that are on exactly. it. Exactly. The, There's no info. The photograph representing the steelbook is cool because... You see in the front, the back, the uh, the case open wise, you can see the artwork inside, which is really cool. And if you know the movie, it's a great promotional shot they had from the movie. And it's got them on the black Camaro um, sitting at, at home plate Dodger Stadium, which yeah, is fucking man. rad. Hey, at least somebody's allowed in Dodger Stadium yeah, exactly. right now, right? <laughs> well, you can go there and get tested. Oh, that's true. You, you're, there's a lot of people allowed in there. I just don't think I want to go there. <laughs> The big uh, drive-through uh, testing facility is taking place at the ravine there in their parking lot. Yeah, it's kind of wacky. Some people like post their Instagram videos of them going through there. Yeah, man, they're, weird. Where they're just like going through there, and then you just throw in this giant blue barrel. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Right. I don't know. It's like, uh, anyway. 48 hours later, you're getting your test results. Yeah, right. Wah. Better off dead. Uh, you know, it's, it's an iconic 80s movie. I mean, you know, we, it's part of there's pop culture. I mean, $2. Um, sorry your mom blew up, Ricky. I mean, you know, it's, it's highly quotable. Uh, you know, it's full of, you know, lots of 80s staple actors and actresses. You know, we get E.G. Daly at the height of her cuteness uh, singing at the dance. <laughs> right. As uh, Lane Meyer sneaks out of the uh, dance into the fog and he's confronted by, you know, 60 paperboys, you know, it's got it's got the downhill skiing. I think this mountain's 100 percent pure snow. I mean, it's a goofy it's Savage Steve Holland. It was it was my introduction to Savage Steve Holland. I, I find this to be like the best of his movies. One Crazy Summer is fun. But to me, this is the one, you know, we even get Porky in this movie, man. And we get a singing hamburger and some Van Halen. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I this movie, I love this movie. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely, you know, this is a this is something I'm definitely picking up. Yeah, you know, and Curtis Armstrong is in playing, you know, you all know as Booger. Booger. And you know what's awesome? His Twitter handle is Curtis is Booger. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's so great. As, as it should be. Yeah. We're talking about Savage Steve Holland, you know, directing, right? And directing one crazy summer as well as as Better Off Dead. And Curtis is in both those movies. and But last October, he actually shot a, a cameo for Savage Steve Holland's latest movie. And unfortunately, um, we don't know anything about it. I mean, other than he plays a janitor in it. So unfortunately, I was hoping to get some more information about this release that we're talking about with Better Off Dead from Savage Steve. But he has no online presence, which is kind of a bummer. Wow. But right. And, and, but anyway, dude, you don't buy these steel books for any other reason than they look 
great. And I've always been very particular, but like with the Clueless one, this artwork's really cool because like you pointed out earlier, they're using what seems to be the key art for the original one sheet, you know, back in the day as their 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 main art. And on the back, <laughs> I think one of the best quotes of the movie and, and a very quotable movie too. But how many times have you said, if you ever hear anybody say $2, yeah, the automatic re- knee-jerk response is, "I want my two dollars," and that is the quote right. on the back of the case, which is fucking perfect. Yeah, perfect. I, yeah, I mean, it, 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 dude, I saw it and it literally made me smile. And it, like, I was like, "Oh man, something." To, it actually cheered me up a bit. I was like, "Oh man, I just want to go back and sit in a theater and watch Better Off Dead." Yeah. Um, yeah. for those of you, and speaking, you like of- raisins, <laughs> dude. That's- so gross. The mom makes the worst shit ever, dude. When the, the tentacles coming out of the pot on the stove. There's that. The jello crawling so across many the floor. Side gags, dude, dude. In this movie, seriously. Ricky's mom. Yeah. Ricky's pappy used to make a mean mooch. <laughs> and that's the thing about this movie. I and mean, should it be a surprise? Anybody at Savage Steve is an animator because it's so much of his stuff. He's you know you know he's cartooned before. You know, how can I want to do a live action version? I want to shoot this with real, a real physical sight gag as opposed to just being a cartoon. Yep. He, he, I mean, has he ever made a, a show where a, a, a movie where he didn't have animation as part of the show? I don't think so. No, I don't think he has. I think there's always a bit yeah. of it. Even if it's sure. just a little bit, even if it's just a, you yeah. know, a drawing on the wall or something, he always has his. His, the, the artist, illustrator in him have some kind of representation. But yeah, dude, fuck, man. Wait, I want to give you one more. I want to give you one more. This is just for you. Okay. Being released tomorrow, Corey. Universal Studios is releasing the one and the only Ben Stiller's Reality Bites. Fuck that movie. <laughs> the only good thing about that movie. Like, man, I'd buy the soundtrack if they re-release the soundtrack on vinyl. Nah. So if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow Corey on Twitter at Corey Culp or the official at Karate Pod on Letterboxd at Corey underscore Culp. Or if you'd like to support us on Patreon, it's patreon.com slash KITG podcast. If you like to follow Freddie, you can follow me at Raven Shattuck on Twitter, Rock and Roll 33 on your Instagram or at Tom Cody on Letterboxd. Tom, Tom Cody. Cody. Did you notice it? Did you notice I put a little yeah. something extra at the end of the episode? A little soft echo there. I did. It was good. <laughs> it was fun. I think I might do that a little more often now.